Double with Mike, Micah, and Rob. We are finally back. We are finally yes, back getting to talk about basketball. It's been it's been a long couple of months. Um, it was a weird day. Rudy Gobert tested positive with the coronavirus, and then everything in the NBA shut down. But after a couple of months and getting everybody inside the bubble, the boys are back to talk about NBA. So I want to get it started off with NBA awards. Uh, there was a report that came out two weeks ago that none of the all the awards are going to be decided on what we did before the season shut down. So none of these eight uh, games before we get into the playoffs count. Obviously, the biggest conversation is always around MVP. I know where I stand on MVP with Giannis, but I know Micah and Rob got other opinions about LeBron. So I'll, I'll open it up with you, Michael. Why exactly do you think Giannis isn't deserving of that MVP? It's honestly, and, you know, I've given time because, I mean, shit, we've been in quarantine. I've given a lot of time to my argument for LeBron James and against Giannis. Um, one of my main things is, and I know it's, it's kind of a hard thing to go against stats and having the best record in the league. And I think um, historically teams have usually – either gone the most just dominant player or usually the best player on the best team because it kind of is a tangible way to show impact. Uh, you think Nash 05 or you know, Nash 04 and 05 or whatever two years he won. You think Dirk in 07. You think of years, uh, you know, that guys have just maybe didn't have a, a, a totally star-laden roster, and it doesn't mean that either, none of their rosters were bad, but it's just you have that impact in and out and, you know, nightly every game. That's usually the pick, but the reason I'm going with LeBron James is because I personally feel like, for one, he has a worse team, but he has an overall better player. So he has an overall better number two in Anthony Davis. And sometimes this year, you can probably consider him the number one. Anthony Davis was doing a lot of great things on the court. But after Anthony Davis, there's been a lot of inconsistency. And, yes, there's been guys who we thought was going to be inconsistent that, you know, played their role. You think of guys like KCP who were getting clowned coming into the season that actually played a decent role, but there's no true number three on the Lakers. And maybe there's not a true number three on the Bucks, but I feel like the Bucks are a better basketball team just for the way they play defense and how more well-rounded they are. Maybe that's a factor of Giannis. Um, if we're going to go by the best player in the world, and I don't think anybody's arguing that, I think it's LeBron James. I don't think Giannis is the best player in the world, and if KD was healthy, and I think he would be probably third. I mean – I just personally, and then like I said, it's kind of a hard argument to do so. That's why I'm not as, as you know, putting my foot down on it. But I just personally think LeBron James has been the most valuable player. Um, I can argue if y'all want. I mean, I mean, but that's I think that's that's where we get with the issue. Like, what exactly is the MVP? Because if we were going off of most valuable, LeBron should have won it every year. And that's yeah. why I think people are picking LeBron this year because it's just like, oh well, he hasn't won this many years and. He should have won a couple of years, but people win. People get tired of voting for the same person over and over again. If Giannis wins MVP this year and he has the same exact season he had last year, next year, he's not winning MVP because people are going to get tired. So is it because of LeBron James' play from this year that we are picking LeBron James as the MVP? Or are we just saying, well, because of the past couple of years, he's probably been snubbed and he was injured last year and he came back and he's old and everything, that LeBron James is the MVP this season? Dog, honestly, I mean – I feel like the like LeBron's role, like if he didn't do what he did on the court, as in scoring, which for some reason they thought was bad, what, 24, 25 points, getting the league leader in assists, being a league leader in assists, I mean, I don't know if the Lakers are who they are. And like I said, they also have Anthony Davis. Um, now, 
one of the reasons maybe you're seeing it a lot on Twitter is just like a reverse uh, voter fatigue. Like you were just talking about how teams really, I mean, uh, guys are really just like talking like, hey, Giannis is doing this, this, and this. But we've seen that for the last two years, and he's probably going to keep on that path with the same team he has around him. If there's such a thing as reverse voter, uh, voter fatigue, then I guess Braun is the guy that solves the equation. He's the guy that fits in there. But, I mean, I personally, I mean, you brought the point up that he probably should have won a lot more MVPs. I'm one of those guys that thinks he probably should have won a lot more MVPs. I also think Kobe probably should have won some MVPs, um, some more MVPs, I should say. Like, it's just one of those things. Just about really where you lay, I mean – Giannis is probably – he probably has the best stats in the league, I'll say that, but I think LeBron James is the MVP. I mean, that's just how I'm going to roll with it this time, man. Lakers in the seven, so just – <laughs> we didn't even get there yet, but Lakers we'll in the seven. We'll get to Lakers. We'll get to Lakers. Rob? Um, I just feel like – if we talking about like LeBron and Giannis, you got to think about it. Like, Giannis is the most dominant – player that we have in the NBA right now. You can see that by the stats. And it's more so now you're looking at the stats, you can see that's about watching the game, just the eye test, the way he's all around the court, offensively and defensively, you know. He shoots a couple of air balls every right now and then, but he also knocks them down too. So he's taking he he wants to he wants it. It seems like he wants it more this year than he did last year. But LeBron has always been and always will be the most valuable player as long as he's in the league. Because We've seen that every time he leaves the team, what happens? They either a lottery team or barely scratch and they make the playoffs. So, lead leader in the assist doesn't really have a other point guard besides Rondo. Rondo's out for we don't know how long now, between four to six weeks. So, he's going to be the main point guard facilitator, but also the best, second best defender on this team. Now he has Anthony Davis, but we've seen AD by himself, and we know how that goes. He, you know, he swept Portland, but besides that, he hasn't really done much else in his NBA career besides being injured, you know. So, I, at the end of the day, man, LeBron, especially this year, because, you know, they always say he couldn't win the West. And he's number one seed now. You know, I mean, and, but what, what does that have to do with the argument winning in the West? What do oh, you mean? Because it's, it's been worked against for yeah. LeBron. Okay, but 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 the same thing, you, you can say the same thing in the past when they say that, oh, he's just, he's just the king of the East. Thank you, bro. So, so what, what? What did that mean in the past? Arguments why he, why he, why he could. Just I don't. I don't think. I don't think that argument should hold either way. But I. I don't think you can. Also, I don't think you can. Compare I don't think a lot of arguments. The east of right now to the east of when LeBron was in the east, because those, those are two totally different east. If we're if we're comparing east like Giannis East versus LeBron East, but is is the West not good though? No, the, the West is the, the West is still the better. The, no question. The, 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 the Suns can make the playoffs and make some noise, and they're, really, at, the, they're, at, the, they're at the bottom the of the still the better the West. But the, let's, the East is a lot better than when LeBron was in when when LeBron was in the East. We're not talking about Al Horford and Kyle Korver on the Atlanta Hawks East. We're talking about Jason. <laughs> but at Joel the same time, Al, Al, when Al Horford and Kyle Korver ran to LeBron, what happened? He took care of that. When the Raptors ran to LeBron over and over and over and over, they he took care they, of that. They weren't good, and that's. What, I, that's why I think LeBron should have won all those other MVPs. I think the first year Steph won his MVP, I think he was the most valuable player in the league. The second year, I think that was more hype, uh, the back-to-back or whatever. But there are a bunch of years in there that LeBron should have won. And because like, – it, it's, it's a lot of awards that LeBron should have won with the MVP, but you got to realize with the NBA, ever since MJ, they look for the they look for the new star, you know, the yeah. new guy that's, that's going to come in, you know, try to take over the reins. So – and we talking about most valuable player, we all know LeBron James is the one that yep. a lot of times in this kid. But you got to think about the D-Rose, the, the youngest rookie 
and the youngest MVP ever. You got to think about the Westbrook and the story and the controversy, how KD left. Story, you know, media love stories. They, all that goes into the, who narrative. wins the MVP. Uh, it's the narrative, bro. It all, all that goes into it. How James Harden, people say he should have won last year. I think he should have won. But, you know, Giannis and the takeover, how his numbers jump each and every year. You know what I'm saying? We could talk about If you want to vote Giannis the MVP every year, he needs to do some MVP things in the playoffs, too. No, if anything, MVP is a regular right season award. It's not a postseason award. It's a regular That's season what, award. The Bucks man. got the best record. Giannis is probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year, too. So, it's – I mean, best record. He's doing this in what thirty something minutes. He's I mean, like, I can see, I can see him win DPOY, but MVP, bro, is just. But what what dealing with me is like, like how some people say Nash should have won it and Kobe should have, like, you know, like that, that debate. I was a big Phoenix Suns fan back in the day, taking the way back. So you know, I seen he like take the two players off the team. That V and most valuable player will always mean the most to me. Take. Take the V, take them two players off the team, which team would do better? And we all know it would be the Bucks. Bucks. I, understand. Right, I got a question. Go ahead. Okay. So, actually, no, wait. I don't even got a question, bro. You just said it. You said my whole point. You take, bro. I didn't even mean to take your train of thought, bro. But literally, you, good, you, take, you take, bro, you take Braun and AD, or you just take Braun off that Lakers team. AD just leading them. I don't know if they're a, a fifth seed, maybe a sixth seed in the West. If you take the Bucks, if you take Giannis off the Bucks, honestly, and Mike just said it, the East is, I mean, the East isn't as bad, but dog, once you get to that six, seven, eight, like the Wizards are in contention for the eight right now. Um, the Bucks could beat the Wizards without Giannis, and I firmly believe that. And I'm a, I'm a Wizards fan. Like, I just don't the think bu- the Bucks without Giannis would basically be the Orlando Magic type of team. I would say so. A nice, real rounded team with a good head coach, and they can. They can get there, but they're not going to really make no more. They might want – like how Orlando won the first game against the Raptors, and everybody was like, oh, Kawhi can't get it done. Yeah, but I think that's where we're going back to the same argument of what we think of MVP is different from what people that are voting for MVP, like, mm-hmm. choose. Like, MVP, of course. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, MVP has always, always been, like, who is the best player? Usually it's who is the best player on the best team record-wise, like, you could just watch him and and mm-hmm. you have to go Giannis. Like, using – that's, that's, that's the thing, though, because one year is like that, and then the next year is the best story, or the best year is the, the new – the best young uncoming player, you know, leading his team to so-and-so record. Or, you know, or it could be the, the Westbrook story, how, like, somebody leaves and then he takes over and becomes that guy and his numbers are extremely high, things of that nature. But even though he's not – they're clearly not the best team. Yeah. And he may not be the best player, but that season alone, he was the most dominant for his team. Like, you take you take Westbrook off that team, we're number one pick, guaranteed. You know, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. So. But yeah, just, I, I think it's just a bigger argument of what exactly, like, we, you see as an MVP and, like, what should go into the voting of MVP. This year, if I was voting for MVP, I'm voting for Giannis. I mean – Looking back, I mean, past two years, I would have voted for Giannis, but I wouldn't have voted for Russ, uh, his triple-double season. I think Russ's triple-double, it was great. Like, the team wasn't that good. Uh, it's because KD left him and everybody. Right, the story, right, of course, 100%. That's a year and, you know, I'm an OKC fan, and I agree with that. You know, I understand that. So, mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think each year, it just depends on what exactly people are looking for, and it's going to be a t- toss-up. Right now, though, uh, most a lot of NBA writers are coming out with what they made as their predictions, and 
Um, they most of them have Giannis as number one. You know, I understand a lot of guys. A lot of guys that's going to be voting right now. They're not really the biggest LeBron fans, you know, too or whatever. So and a lot, and it goes by stats, really. You know, with the PR and everything, and then the you know plus minus, or you know the analytics, how how driven that is right now in the media. They go by the stats, and I mean. I don't know. It's a tough decision, man. But, you know, I got LBJ all the way. 17 season, leading the league in assists, changing his position once again to a point guard. And look, man, I, he may not get the MVP, but he definitely going to get the bro. finals. Yeah, <laughs> bro. I got my, I'm acting like a Lakers man. I got the yellow one, bro. I'm with you, bro. Let's go. But, <laughs> all right. So that that's one of the awards. I think Defensive Player of the Year, there's an argument for uh, Giannis, AD, Rudy Gobert. That can go either way. I think Giannis is probably going to edge that out uh, for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I, I believe, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, AD, AD might squeeze in, but uh, really Rudy Gobert, I'm really tired of Rudy getting it. He, he, that need to, that need he's just big. Go. He's just big. He's just big. He's just big, bro. He's 7'2". Uh, he's 7'2". should get two blocks a game. That shouldn't be awarded. No bull. <laughs> no bull. Three blocks a game, in my opinion. <laughs> Rookie of the Year was easy enough. Um, I personally think that if we didn't have the coronavirus and the Pelicans were going the way they were going and got that A seed over the Grizzlies, Zion would have been able to eke them out or even make it close. Now it's no competition. It's jaw all the way. Like it's jaw all the way. Yeah. Zion only played nineteen games. Like that's that's not even close to enough to. I don't even think you're eligible to get like, court if you only play nineteen games. Yeah, you? I don't. I don't think so either. Yeah. So mm, I don't know for sure. He's he's. He's obviously not in the conversation. But like you were saying, though, that media driven. We would have had. We would have had that second part of the season. Man, I would have definitely got that. 100%. Oh yeah, because if you look at it, I mean, for rookie of the year, if he comes in and going back to the beginning of the season, the Pelicans were the worst team in basketball. Like they oh, yeah. had the worst record in basketball mm-hmm. for two weeks, and then they started to get better once player came back, and then once Zion came, that's when they started shooting up uh, the standings. If they had gotten and overtaken uh, the Grizzlies for that eight seed, it would have been real tough to. And they uh, and their schedule was getting easier too. They had a, yeah. they had an easier schedule. Easy, easy schedule. Yep. And now they have the easiest schedule uh, in the bubble, so that's obviously that's obviously pretty good. Um, six man of the year. I know this is special to you, Rob. Uh, yes, sir. Right I now, take that. I gotta take on that. It's 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 three. It's uh, Montrez Harrell. You have Dennis Schroeder. You have Lou Will. Um, I mean, it, it's going to be a toss up. I, I honestly don't know know who's going to win that. But Rob, since you're an OKC fan, give me your case for why Dennis Schroeder should win this. I mean, he he he's literally won games for us, bro. Especially when CP3 is fouled out or, like, had, like, had a couple games where he wasn't there, you know, like, injury-wise or resting. He got clutch what – what he clutch buckets in the fourth, averaging about 18 points a game, you know, helping out the – really carrying our benches too, well. Really. You know, our bench is not that good. You know, all we got, what he does, please, yeah. Lou Dirt, Lou Dort, excuse me, my good man, putting in them great minutes for us, but. He just he just really he really just leaves our bench, bro. And he can't, he he's like a he's like a baby James Harden when he, when uh James Harden was with OKC man. He just leaves the team off the bench and he calls out the games for us, bro. A big leader on the floor, great great passing, facilitating for the offense and everything. I just believe I feel like it's hands down is the easiest award. I mean, Lou Will, but they're like a one two punch. You know what I'm saying? It's the sixth man of the year. Let me all right. So look, so look how you just said that. It's like a one-two punch, Lou Will and uh, Traz, bro. Honestly, if they want to give it to one of them, I think they should give it to both of them because you can't have one without the other in this case. Um, For the Clippers to be as successful as they are and to have basically two of the best six men in the league, and, I mean, I think personally 
if I don't think I don't think that second unit is as effective. I know they they mix in with the starters and stuff like that, and you kind of have some some sneaky lineups going in there. But I don't think the Clippers are as effective without both of them doing exactly what they do. Um, they both play key roles. Lou Will is Mr. Buckets. I mean, we know how that's going to be. We saw that. We saw that the first game of the bubble. He had twenty. That's what you I'm know saying. what I mean. That, that's yeah. like he's that's what he do. I think Trez, I think Trez is getting this. I mean, Schroeder had, had an amazing season, but what Trez should be the starter and. Obviously, like they have their reasoning for having Zubak be that be that guy for them, whoever they decide to start. Yeah, but the way that Trent played off the bench for them defensively and just making everything mesh together, it it's hard to deny. I mean, with that with that award, I really don't think that. Even though obviously you're OKC fan, so you you'll get upset. Yeah. I don't think I'm you definitely, go wrong. Definitely a little biased, yeah, yeah I don't sure. I don't I don't think you could go wrong with anyone that you pick out of those. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe the maybe the media in the market that we you know that OKC is not really a small market. I'm quite sure, you know, besides myself, a lot of people don't really catch that many OKC games. Exactly. So they don't really they don't really see the impact that he has for the team. But I feel like if you gonna you can't like my like like Michael said, like you can't give it to one of them and not give it to both of them right yeah. now. And even Lou Will tweeted it. You know what I mean? So I feel like I mean, but also, also what, what shoot is done is coming from the award. Yeah, but coming coming from Atlanta to our mm-hmm. team, a lot of people didn't really know how like how he was gonna fit in the system because we are a very guard heavy team. Yeah, you know what I mean. For for him to accept that role because he was starting he was starting in Atlanta, so for him to accept that role, coming off our bench and producing and also finishing games for us, I feel like feel like you have to give it to my guy. No, absolutely. I mean, we're not a bad we're not a bad team now. We're I mean, like <laughs> we're fifth in the West, and the West is very you know we got a lot of stars out there. So I was I will say this though. So I'm looking at stats right now, just kind of the breakdown. I'm just looking at minutes and points per game. Minded, like other stats are what the other stats are. His game has obviously improved since the last time he started in Atlanta in 2018. But I mean, coming from the first year where he started some games, and then coming this year where he's been exclusively a bench player, he only started one game, but he's played in all the games. Right. Yeah. He, he definitely closes the games for us. He won the three guard lineup with him. Right, he's one of the. He's one of the. You know, the end of the fourth corner lineup guys, which is really important. Right. He's playing the same minutes that he did in Atlanta as a starter, which is also one of those things. And he has better stats. He has basically the same amount of scoring. I can see why you would give it to him. And I can see why the media possibly would give it to him because of also what I said about how, you know, you can't really take one without the other as far as the Clippers guys go. And I mean, I think Trez is – if you had to pick between either Trez or Lou Will, I think Trez is probably the favorite out of those two. I think Trez just gets it because Lou Will has already won the awards. Like, so also, I was going to say that. Three times, yeah. He's just said it. Yeah, Lou, Lou Will is, is a six guy. We, we, he has songs. But, like, if, if they give it to Lou Will over D. Schroeder, I won't be mad. But if they give it to Trez over D. D Schroeder, then I'm going to kind of – I'm not I'm not feeling that. Because, yeah, think about it. He, he eats off that Lou Will pick and roll. You know, I mean, he they, they they post them up here and there, but overall, it's, it's that pick and roll. You know what I'm saying? So, he actually he does a lot, but all three of those guys do a lot. And I mean, it's just I mean, you got six men like that. That's crazy. Like especially the Clippers have two six men, but OKC doing what they did and having a guy like him getting twenty basically twenty points off the bench is amazing. So, Rob, uh, what do you think you're gonna get from Roberson in the bubble, if anything at all? Bro. If anything, defense. I'm not gonna rely on that clip that I saw him hitting them two threes at the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? I I came home late at night. I was you know I was at work and stuff. Came home, watched some highlights. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. You know, it was it's not the fact that he made the three, it's the fact that he wanted it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he was spotting up, he was ready for it. But overall, defense. I mean, I don't really see 
coach playing him that much, that many minutes, to be honest, maybe like towards the end of the second half or like somewhere mid third, but I don't really see him getting that many minutes. But overall, defense, but depending on who we match up with, like you know, matching up with Utah again, you know, I feel like you know, he's a big dude. He's like six, he's like six five, but he has great athleticism. So he could definitely throw him in there and he, he can strap up. So if he can space the floor and knock down some threes, three and D guys, that's all we need him to really do. You know, we got we got enough enough guard play. He hasn't had to handle the ball and they like that great some offense. So all right, moving on to all NBA. Um, so I don't really want to talk about because we know who first team is. We probably know who second team is. I want to go to the third team. Mm. Uh, I may be I may be impartial on this and probably Michael too. Rob, do you think that Chris <laughs> Middleton should make? Bro, when I seen that man, I'm I'm really over Bradley Beal. Bro, <laughs> but I, like honestly, I watched the NBA, bro, like most of my life. I don't even know like what Chris Middleton was doing before Giannis blew up, bro. Like honestly, like who is the cat? Like Bradley Bill should definitely be over him, no questions asked. Bro. Thirty. Like, Thirty. It's all he's all NBA guy. You can look you can look by the stats. You can't you can't say one cat is an all NBA guy and then just because a guy has a, a bad record for his team. Same way they try to do D book with the all star bid. Like how you want how you gonna give Trey Young a starter and he's the the bottom of the East. Yeah. Like you gotta keep the narrative the same on both sides, bro. It's social, it's social, Milton, it's social media. Uh, Trey Young, Trey Young is uh, all the social media highlights. He's on social media. Uh-huh. He's in Atlanta. Like, there, he's on uh, Bleacher. Yeah, all, all, all the time. And yeah. he becomes popular. He gets that All Star starter or not. But now we're talking about All NBA, where it, there are contract incentives with All NBA. They're like certain but things with All NBA, and we're and you just gonna disrespect them? Like this is I fear this because I think this is what ends up pushing like Bradley Beal out of DC. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't think that him being in DC like. He, I think he enjoys being in DC, but if he's not, oh, yeah, getting, if, if he's not getting the like the praise that he deserves, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go to Miami. Of course, I'm gonna go to Miami. Like, why not? I'll go to the Lakers. They talking about yeah, that. Like, like, everybody's gonna be talking team. about you there any there anyway. So if I'm Bradley Beal, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be tired of this. Uh, mm. Tired of this. Get tired of this. Eventually, getting disrespected. So I'm just hoping that they're able to. I mean, it looks like he's not making it because, like we said, our reporters are coming out with their um with their ballots, and he's not on most of these on most of these NBA. Yeah, writers. I'm kind of happy. I'm kind of happy he did. He, he decided not to play in the bubble, man, because it's, it's really there's no point how the NBA disrespect him this year. Especially how he didn't make the All Star team, bro. Like that really, that that really was a, a kick in the face. Yeah, I, I don't know, Mike. Michael, dog. <laughs> this hurts my. Bro, I've been thinking about this since. I seen what happened. Man. I'm I'm gonna presume. I mean, I don't want to just name drop, but I think Zach Lowe is. Exactly. No, Zach Lowe. We're gonna name drop. Zach Lowe. Yeah. So, cause I'm, I, I saw Zach Lowe's uh, NBA awards ballot little thing on ESPN.com earlier. I'm like, all right, bro. Then I see Bradley Bill tweet, bro. It's just like, all right. How do you average thirty a game? And after the All Star break, you're the leading scorer in the NBA. First of all, you should have been an all-star. And then you don't even get an all-NBA nod, bro. Like, there's nobody better scoring in the conference. Like, it's it's one of those things where literally – only trailed James Harden. Bro, it's either you put in Chris Middleton in that spot. And I feel like that's just a gift because the Bucks had the best record. Yep. You put in a guy who – basically, I mean, without Bradley Beal, what are the Wizards, a 10-win team? If that, and I'm not even joking. If that, it, bro, and that's what I'm saying. Bradley Beal alone had got them to the point where they even in the damn bubble, bro. 
<laughs> when they even in the damn bubble. <laughs> That's a great point, bro. So I'm, like he was on the like, we seen that tell he was on before the NBA you know or Rudy Gobert had to do what he did. He was on a hell of a tear dropping 30, 40 points a game and they were still losing. He's the only you know player back to back fifty point nights since since Kobe, bro. Like he did so much just this year. Just the it's crazy because Mike, you're absolutely right. This is having a year like this where I know he bro, I just know he put so much into this year because he know he had to carry it a little because John Wall's out. Because the team yeah. is like it's him and a bunch of young guys and before Bert, before uh, Bertan stepped up, it was nobody else. I mean, it was just him. I mean, even when they had IT, bro, it was really just him. Sorry to interrupt you real quick, Michael, but yeah. so I, I was looking back at Zach Lowe's list. Right now, so they have uh, first team LeBron, Harden, Giannis, Kawhi, AD. LeBron mm-hmm. is listed as a guard. Okay, so that's yeah. – So I, I'm like, why are, we, why are we going ahead and, like, uh-huh. we're doing all this mix and matching to make sure we get LeBron on first team. But when it comes to third team, they have Ben Simmons – who can be considered as a forward, but they have him as a guard as 13. Why not put okay. Bill there? Like, it, so it they, they, this is, I, I read this earlier. Um, and I, I want to say, I want to say Fred Katz at Rice for the Athletic tweeted it out and he was just kind of talking about it. Um, he was telling me, oh, he was done telling me, he was telling Twitter how like they made certain, when they gave the ballots, they made some players um, fluid as far as either a guard or a forward. So some of the guys like, LeBron James, um, Ben Simmons, um, who else? Um, Jimmy Butler. These guys could have either been a guard or a forward. And depending on where you put them, it's kind of just how the ballot shaped up. So Ben Simmons being a guard, when, I mean, technically he's never, ever listed as a, as a point guard. He's always been listed as a power forward. Now they're finally playing him at the four, but he's always been listed as a four. LeBron James has never been listed as a point guard. So it's Miss Wall. He's always been at, at the three. Technically, he's always been at the three or the four. Even when he was at the damn four, he was still listed as a three. And you have this mix and matching going on. But also, I mean, uh, guys also it was like Luka Doncic also could have been one of those guys. So you're seeing this kind of play out. Luke, is a, Luke was a forward on the second and team. And that's what I'm saying. When you get these, you know, these combinations and stuff playing out, it's almost just like you're screwing the guys that are actually true to their position. And if we had done it the way that it should be done, then I don't see how Bradley Beal doesn't make it. If Ben Simmons is considered a four, then Chris Middleton's not making it. Chris Middleton is not a guard. Yeah. Bradley Beal is right there next with Jason Tatum on the third team. And I think that's – I mean – it. It's just the point of who's better, about Chris Middleton or Bradley Beal. Like, people – like, they make it so complicated when it's so easy. So, I think, I think all NBA needs to change where because we are going to uh, a league that is positionless, we don't need the two guards or two forwards and the two centers. Top fifteen players, five, five, five. First team, second team, third team. Like, I'm, I don't need, I don't need. Like, for me, I personally have Luca on the first team, and I take, uh, I take, I'm probably taking Kawhi off the off the first team for this year, just because of how much he sat out and stuff like that. But I think Luca's deserving of the first team. But there's no shot he's snipping first team because Giannis, Giannis, and uh, LeBron and AD. Like, there's no way he's gonna find first team. AD doesn't like playing center. He, he's come out and said, he, I don't like playing center. But, but he's listed as a center for all, all NBA first team. It doesn't make any sense. So, I don't know. I think they need to redo it. Top 15 players, five, 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 first team, second team, third team. Let's go ahead and do it. But this is disrespectful to Bradley Beal. And I think, unfortunately, it's going to end to him leaving D.C. because he's not getting uh, the recognition he deserves. But before what we LeBron get – What did LeBron say? But they, they got to just realize that he's just breaking the ball up before. That doesn't mean that he's the actual, like – Yeah. He's the, he's, he initiates the offense, but he's not the guard. 
Yeah. He's always been a point forward. They, they, we've been caught on that. Everybody be calling him a better version of Scotty Pippen when it comes to comes to a situation like that. Unfortunately, they're still behind on this one. Before we get into uh, previewing games for tomorrow, because every day that there are games, we're going to be uh, we're going to be previewing the games for uh, the next day and also reviewing the games that just happened that night. Obviously, it's the first night and we're waiting for games to start tomorrow. So we'll do the preview of the games. But before we get to that, I want to talk about MIP real quick. That's been a discussion. You have, I think it's basically between Brandon Ingram and uh, Bam Adebayo for uh, one and two who's going to win it. Yeah. I'll start with you, Michael. What are your thoughts on MIP? Whew. And this is the guy that absolutely slandered Brandon Ingram when we was recording last year, bro. Um, <laughs> this is the guy that I was like, out of all players, I would have kept Kuz instead of Brandon Ingram. Um, you know, and I mean, for good reason, Brandon Ingram on the, on the Lakers was not Brandon Ingram we saw with the Pelicans before Zion, which is also kind of a key here. Um, yeah. But even with Zion on the court, he has got his offensive game to the point where he's not reliant on uh, just catch-and-shoot opportunities or just working on one side. He's become a, a decent enough, you know, guy off the ball and with the ball in his hands to make that happen. And I think the the level of just play – and mind you, the, the Pelicans roster before Zion uh, infusion, it was a good roster, but they just were not winning. It was an okay roster, but they were just not winning games. It was a good starting five. Um, and Brandon Ingram kind of just held them together. He scored a ridiculous amount of points, which is good for him. He knows how to get buckets now. But um, I think who actually deserves it is Bam Adebayo. Um, simply because he went from a mid-tier big to probably one of the most valuable bigs in the league. And when it comes time for whether it's contract stuff or trade talks, his name is going to be absolutely everywhere um, because that's a championship, like, big. That's a guy that you can win around. I mean, what he brings to the table is ridiculous. Uh, effort, first of all, which is – for some reason, bigs don't really have effort still. You're seeing some guys have that effort. But as a true, like, big – he has a lot of effort. He has a good enough offensive game now, which is something that I feel like puts him in this role. And he's always been kind of that defensive guy. Um, and I wouldn't – I think it is between Brandon Ingram and Bam Adebayo. Um, shout out to Jason Tatum. I think that's the next, like, superstar in the league if he's not already taking those steps. I don't think he wins most improved player because we saw this his rookie year that he's capable of this. He just took a back. He just took a, a step. He's, he's already he's already too good to win most. Yeah, he's already pretty much established. He just took a step. He, 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 has, he has to take a big leap to win some type of that, that record. But then it won't even be that record. He'd be in the case for MVP if he took yeah. another leap. So yeah, so I think Bam wins it. Um, but shout out Brandon Ingram for just holding the ship together until Zion comes, which it went, which until he came, which is you know good for him. But I think just for if you want to include the entire you know season and stuff like that up until the point where the coronavirus, I think Bam has to have it. He. He's one of the key pieces of, you know, my Miami Heat and why they were so good this year. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bi hater. I mean, it's noted. I never thought he was as good as he made himself out to be. Um, I just, it was, it was a good year, but you were the worst team in basketball. Like when he yeah. was like at at his peak. When and he was the guy. I don't want to take it away because people will be like, all right, you're a hypocrite then. Because why would Bradley Beal make all-NBA all third team if the Wizards were one of the worst teams in the NBA he, and he was putting up points? So I understand that. But what Bam added from – when it comes to MIP, I've seen Brandon Ingram, not for the length that he did it this season, but I've seen him have like 10 to 15 game stretches where he looked exactly like he did with the Pelicans. Mm -hmm. Without Braun, before Braun got there, where it was just – oh. Everybody would say, oh, Brandon Ingram, he could be the next superstar. He can be that next guy. Mm -hmm. So I've seen it before. With Bam, 
I knew he had potential to be great, but I didn't think he, we were going to see it this soon. He, he took, I think his jump that he took from last year to this year is just a lot bigger than the jump B.I. took. B.I. took a jump where he just became consistent with how he was scoring. And I think Bam went from, oh, yeah, this is a guy that's like, oh, he's pretty cool. Like, we think Bam is going to be able to get there uh, one, one year to, oh, wow, he's an all-star. He's already a top three big in the Eastern Conference at least. Like, this is a guy you talk about building your franchise with. And if, I don't know, if maybe if B.I., if maybe the Pelicans had a better record, maybe I would say it, but I've just already seen this B.I. before. I know what I'm getting from him. No disrespect. Like, I think that he he definitely proved me wrong this year. I didn't think he was going to have the season that uh, he definitely came out and ball and balled out. And I still think that him with the Lakers wouldn't have gotten the same opportunity to grow that he did with the Pelicans where the offense was around him, even with like Zion right now, the offense is still technically around BI. Like Zion is a main piece, but when you're looking for that mid range game, you're not giving it down. Yeah. You're not giving it down to Zion to take three, miss his first shot, <laughs> get two offensive rebounds in, and try to score two buckets. You're giving it to B.I. to get a, a mid-range pull-up. So I think I think he did have a really good season, and I wouldn't be mad if he won most improved, but I think if we're going off of what we're talking about in MIP, it has to be um, it has to be Bam just because of the jump that he took from last year to this year. Yeah, I think you guys pretty much summed it up. For me, you know, I've always been a big B.I. guy. I feel like they I feel like they could have made it work if they would have kept Brandon Ingram instead of Kuz, but, you know, he's a ball-dominant guy, and LeBron doesn't really like that, you know, because he he's going to take care of the rock. But overall, it's definitely Bam, bro. Bam has always been a defensive guy for me, but the way his points per game jump, I really think Jimmy Butler coming there too and taking him under his wing yep. was a key factor in how Bam, you know, took initiative and tried to control the ball in the, in the post and the offensive end. But the way his offense jumped, bro, is, I didn't, I didn't see it coming, for sure. The way his offense jump and then how he became an all-star now, he's a really key, key part in that heat, in that heat defensive system. Because he's basically the biggest guy out there for him most of the time, like on the floor. You know, they don't really have that many bigs. Like Kelly O'Lennon, but he's not really that – not really a deep as a presence guy. Now that uh, I believe Miles Leonard is back for them, yeah. you know, he's a for the both wings. So he, he's going to be there helping Alabama in the defensive end, but before, during the season, Bam was the biggest guy out there guarding – most of the time guarding the best player, too. And when it comes to that Bucks Heat series, man, it can get very interesting. I mean, Bam, Bam on Bam out of I mean, they battled. Bam and Giannis battled all season. All right. So, it, so. I mean, I, I think I think his, his jump was his jump was pretty big. The, the impact that he had – he got better. And the impact that it had on the team is the reason why he definitely won that award. Yeah, it put them over the edge. Yeah. Um, so we also have we have two games tomorrow, uh, Thursday. Uh, we have Jazz Pelicans and we have uh, Clippers Lakers. So bef- when we get into these, I also want to get like some predictions uh, also through this. So Jazz Pelicans, the number one question for uh, the Pelicans here is, will they be able to get into the playing game against the Grizzlies? Because there's no possible way that they can go ahead and jump up for the eighth seed um, in the in the the way it's currently constructed because. The, uh, what do you call it? The Grizzlies are just too far ahead of them for them to even mathematically like catch them. If the Grizzlies win like one or two games, they are going to be in the eight seed. So, do you guys think that the Pelicans can get into uh, that playing game, jump the, uh, the Blazers too? And with that, who do you have winning that Pelicans Jazz game? Mm, uh, yeah, I'll just take it, bro. Um, answer both of your questions. I don't think the Pelicans are realistically going to get in, and I don't even think they necessarily. Want to get in? I don't think it's smart for them to get in. Um, 
it's okay. Just yeah, y'all show which I need to do getting to this point. And maybe if the season had kept going, maybe y'all would have fought for an AFC. But regardless of however you want to slice it, you're not a finals team. You're not there. I just think it does more harm than good at this point. Um, shout out to them. They, they, they've done their thing, and they're starting to find themselves. Uh, but the Jazz are – they're going to handle business. Um, The Jazz are – the Jazz, I mean, yeah, Rudy Gobert started this whole thing. Technically, technically started. <laughs> but, I mean, regardless of him doing what they did, the Jazz were one of the sneakier teams in the West. Um, but they were only, what, two games from being, like, in the third. Oh, boy, yeah, though. Yeah. I mean, the, the Jazz, man, they, they're they not necessarily a final team either, which is a little weird because, like, you're, just, you're playing two teams that are going to end up being pawns to a bigger team. Um, a team's going to come in there and beat them, which is just – that's just going to happen. But I think the Jazz are a better constructed team, and I just think they're just going to get it done. I, I don't really see – I mean, of course, it's going to be close. It's quarantine basketball, but the Jazz are more likely to handle their business. All right. I feel like I feel as though it's like the Pelicans, they're more like of a, a run heavy team and them trying to dealing with the uh, the bubble right now with them facing the Jazz. It's I feel like they were like most most of a, a crowd based team, you know what I'm saying? With them in that bubble, I feel like the more experienced team or the teams with the better coaches, even though our potential is a beast or whatever, I feel like the team, the better coaches and the better defensive system is gonna thrive in the bubble and that's definitely the Utah Jazz. So I definitely got them taking the game tomorrow night. Or whatever, mm-hmm. but then with the Pelicans, I mean, it doesn't really. It, it, I feel like they can. I feel like they can maybe go six and two out of these these next eight games that they got going on. But it's like you said, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, do you do we really expect them to, to go on a, a two two six one seven slant? You know what I mean? They, they went for they went basically four games and they're good. They're good to go on for the playoffs. So I think as of right now, especially you know, I'm not really a big words guy. You both, both of you guys know this, but I feel like why not take rest? I mean, he could play and they can go out, but I feel like they rest that out right now and to see how the team goes without him. And then they can go into next season with their core and he's healthy. I mean, they can they can jump up just like the Mavs did. So why not? I'm to, I'm totally on the other other end of it. Um Pelicans have the easiest schedule in the bubble. Um the Blazers don't have the Blazers schedule is in the middle of the pack, not not crazy, not crazy hard, not crazy easy. I think the Pelicans can get into the playing game if if Zion is able to go because uh, he just got back out of quarantine after leaving the bubble. If he's able to go game one, uh, no Boyan for the Jazz. I still don't know if they're completely meshed yet. I know there was some stuff about Donovan and Rudy. I don't know if that's going to translate to on the court stuff. Mike Conley, Mike Conley, Ray Donovan, Rudy don't mix, bro. They don't. They, they don't I, like, I, I watch. I watch all the Jazz game, and, they, and their offense just doesn't. It doesn't really click. I, mean, I don't really see how they're going to. I, I feel like they can beat the Pelicans, but in playoff wise, like, man, look, yeah. I take them first. Man. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to work, and I think the I think the Pelicans were, they were starting to get into their groove before everything shut down. Let's see if we're going to be able to. I think something you did say, they feed off of that crowd. Like, Zion is a guy that feeds off of that crowd. So, can he get himself up where he's he's getting – he's uh, scoring this many points. He's hitting this many threes. It's going to be interesting to see if he can. If he can, I don't think there's any question about it. That's the most, that's the most thing about the bubble. I don't think they win in the playing game. I think the Grizzlies – I think the Grizzlies will win uh, one game before the Pelicans win those two games. So, I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs, but I think they have a chance to get uh, into into the play-in. But, I mean, 
the bubble's working. Uh, we have no COVID cases. The bubble's so, working. The bubble's so this working. this season is definitely. It looks like it's gonna happen. It's been okay, it's been a success. And I was watching that that Rachel Nichols thing, man. They she was on how they had all them disinfected wipes. They was wiping down everything, bro. I'm like, eh. yeah. So it's, it's, it's been great so far for them. Um, other side we have Clippers Lakers. So the Clippers are all over the place. Uh, Lou Will is missing in the first two games. I don't think Montrezl Harrell is in the bubble yet. Uh, Zubak either is quarantining or he's about to enter the bubble. Pat uh, Bev was in uh, and out. Yeah, Pat Bev is in the bubble. They're all over the place. And before before we started the bubble season, I, because Avery Bradley went uh, decided not to go and Rondo got hurt, I saw a lot of Clippers takes from uh, media members saying, yeah, the Clippers are going to get this. There is no shot the Clippers are beating them. No, no. There is absolute. No, no. I'm, I'm saying there is absolutely no shot that the Clippers are beating the Lakers. Let Doc Rivers go, Tom Thibodeau for tonight. It don't. It doesn't matter what he. There's. There's no. There's <laughs> Bron That's is the only. Yes, only hope. Bron is coming to the bubble to win the NBA championship. It's the same. It, it, he, he's here on a business trip to win the NBA championship, and I don't think there's anybody really going to stop him. I love Giannis as much as. There's no. There's no way. There's just no way that you're stopping LeBron in this season. Yeah. Do you guys obviously? Clippers, Lakers. I think Lakers are going to win just because they don't have like the Clippers don't have their full squad, and who knows if they're going to have their full squad the whole time. But mm-hmm. do you guys think there's anybody that can stop the Lakers? Uh, I mean, the thing the thing that really hurts the Clippers, and then I mean, I, I think even at full strength, I think the Lakers would have still edged them out. But when you're missing, and you know, we talked about it earlier, you're missing possibly the two best six men in the game. You're missing 36 points, 37 points from just two players alone. You're yep. missing Pat Bev's perimeter defense you're missing a lot of things and in this i mean and rob brought up his energy energy also no mean to cook and that's what i'm saying you brought up you brought up a great point about how teams that actually play together and more veteran you know lace teams and teams that have been you know they can gel and kind of just get up and start playing are more likely to probably win because it's going to take a lot of just knowledge and just good basketball to win in you know atmosphere like this the Clippers are going to get themselves together, but not right now. Not in game one. Not with, you know, the guys that are missing. I think LeBron is going to handle them. I think AD is going to do his thing. And honestly, and I don't know if this is a take or not, but I think Kyle Kuzma, he steps his points per game up at least. I think from he goes he goes from 12 and a half to at least 16. And that's a – I mean, if you get 16, 17 from Kyle Kuzma, that's a ring to me. I'm on my line. His, his bubble game, he looked more he looked more into it in his bubble games. He looked hey. more servant when he was playing. Hey, I don't know if this is new joint, bro. I seen him on IG with his new joint. <laughs> I mean, that joint winning. Hey, no, I don't know what he got. Some, he got some. He got some. Bro, he got some. This is like 2017 clues. Like I'm liking this right now. But nah, for I think the Lakers. The Lakers are taking this. Um, even if they, like I said, even if they match up at full strength later down the road, I still think they're taking this. Yep. Yeah, tomorrow night Lakers definitely got that. With the with the well, you guys tapped into it with the Clippers bench just not being there. And you know Patrick Beverly also, a guy like him, a guy like him is very. It doesn't, it doesn't like you don't really see it, but he's very infectious. You know what I'm saying? You need guys like that, especially in the bubble, to get you going, make sure you're on your cue, make sure you're on your deepest assignments. You know what I'm saying? Because he'll he'll lead that team, that bench team out there when he goes out there. So I feel like he's a big a big key to missing and them. You guys have it's LeBron and AD, bro. They 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 mm-hmm. not. <laughs> It's on the mission. And as, as you see, like, they, you know, Deion Waiters was very, was very promising for some extra scoring off that bench to get LeBron a little bit of rest. You know what I'm saying? Some... JR? Yeah. Yeah, you know, hey, look, hey JR, just, he, he just did for the means, man. But I appreciate LeBron 
always got that boy back and everything. But tomorrow night, they're definitely taking that. But it's just, it's really funny how we went through a whole month, you know, coronavirus and everything, and the Clippers still don't got their team together. And it's very mm-hmm. amusing to me how <laughs> even before, during the season, they didn't have their team together. We got five months off. They still had the same issue. So, I mean, oh, no, it, 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 but I do believe in Doc Rivers, though. I will say that. I mean, he can, you know, he knows how to work a lineup. So I don't know how he's going to do the minutes with PG and Kawhi. They're going to play a lot together or a lot, you know, separately after that first quarter. But, I mean, we'll see how he do it. Yeah, I, I'm definitely excited to see how how this whole bubble thing plays out. Uh, we only have two games tomorrow, but after that, we are rolling with about, what, five or six games every day. So we'll be breaking down all those games. I'm, I'm just going to say here, I'm watching the bubble for LeBron, Giannis, and Bobo. Hey man, let me, let me, I know we didn't get on the top of yeah, playoffs, bro. But I feel like yeah. yes, thank you. Speak. I feel like Bobo Bo is like another thing that I I hope that the Celtics are taking a good look at, bro. Because even though he wasn't like that, start out after college and everything, that yeah. height and that X factor that he brings to the team, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the things that he can do, bro. His, yeah, his his clip, but it's also his confidence, bro. Yeah. It's like he's it's like it's like the bubble. It's like he's been there. It looks like yeah. he's been in the league no, for a couple stepped years. Stepped into that, bro. He stepped into that one three that uh, Luca made that cross court pass. He stepped into that joint with perfect form. I said, oh no, bro, it's, it's the the one the one for me is when he got the rebound. It's the first game too when he got the rebound. He was coming out the court. Yoga was just like, and he he didn't even look at him, bro. Like, yeah. He literally just kept going and put, he just pulled it up. It's like it was like he'd been there before, but I really think if the Celtics really want to win this championship, bro, because uh, Daniel Tyus, I, I believe that's the name, Tyus, I, yeah, I don't Tyus, yeah, he's not gonna get it done as a big man in the playoffs, bro. <laughs> with that defense, with that, he's about he's about as big, just a little bit bigger than Jason Tatum, bro. He's he not. I'm like I seen and I, I watched the OKC game. We played the Celtics. He was not doing good with Steven Adams. So imagine if you know got somebody like. An old veteran like Brooke Lopez down there, he can get, he can still give him some buckets. Brooke Lopez was an All Star twenty and ten guy back with the Nets, so you know. Yo, all right. I think they need to put in Taco Man for real. Yo, so I know we're getting way ahead right now. What I'm about to say, but um, Saturday first game of the day is the Heat versus Denver, bro. Heat versus Nuggets. I'm tuned in. Tuned in right here, just looking. I'm just because this it's the perfect matchup of just like just just. Ooh, that's good basketball. I, I just need to see it. I need that injected <laughs> to my veins, bro. We're back. That's all I gotta say. We're back. I, I, we we are hundred percent back, and we'll we'll be here as long as there's basketball basketball during that day. We will be breaking down those games and talking about the games for tomorrow. So that's gonna do it for the first episode. I think it was pretty fun. Mike, Mike, and Rob, thanks again. We'll we'll be back here again same time tomorrow. We'll probably try to drop them. We'll try to drop each of these podcasts every single night. But if we don't, we'll definitely get it up the next morning. But for Mike, for Mike, and for Rob. We'll see you on the next episode, Inside the Bubble. Yes, sir. Peace out, baby.